How's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to uh, another episode. Um, I know, I know, we said our next episode was going to be the Long Halloween Part Two, but we missed last week and forgot Suicide Squad was coming out so soon. So we're talking the Suicide Squad because it's it's Batman adjacent, so it counts. Yeah, it's a big DC movie right now. Everyone's talking about. So come on, we gotta give our thoughts. Yeah, and it yeah, it's 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 close enough. Um, yeah, and it's yeah. worth talking about. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, so that's that's what we're mainly going to talk about today. Um, first off, though, we got to talk uh, a little bit of news. What what's uh, what's some of the news going on, Ian? Uh, the most recent I saw was from today. Um, apparently, a bunch of movies got pushed back again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess because Delta variant stuff is kicking back up. Um, but one of the big ones was uh, Venom Two yep. Carnage, which is a terrible title. Yep. Everything about um, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah, no, I have no desire to see it. But it was weird because they're only pushing it back like three weeks. Yeah, that is weird. Which is like, what's the point? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I have yeah, no so idea. That, I found that very strange. Yeah, yeah, because like seem normally we push it back. Yeah, normally you push it back like a couple months. So I saw that, and then there was a couple other big movies. Uh, among that but that was really the biggest i wouldn't be surprised unfortunately if dune got pushed back but yeah we shall the see. batman 2023 oh god please no <laughs> oh no 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 it's probably gonna happen don't say that my heart can't take it <laughs> i don't want it to happen either but probably is going we've to. got we'll more than enough time i know so, yeah, i know i'm, sure I'm be... with you i don't it shouldn't happen but i'm just saying i don't i don't care if we're on the zulu variant at that point <laughs> i will go see it <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I did see that. A lot of stuffs being uh being pushed back again, which is great. Um, uh, speaking of movies and stuff, did you see that uh Warner Brothers reached an agreement with AMC that um is yes. going to shorten the theatrical window in 2022 from 90 days to 45? Yeah, um, I guess they're doing this uh instead of the same day at home release, which is a good idea. Yes, because this same day uh, home release is a terrible idea, as we have seen. I mean, I'm uh, not complaining because it's great for no, me, but because uh, I can yeah. watch things for free. But it's yeah. um, no, it's a very stupid idea. Yeah, I mean, even even without that, it's hard enough to, to get people to feel comfortable to go to the movie theater right now. But with that, every movie that's coming out so far has bombed. Oh, yeah, for sure. But we all knew that was going to happen anyway. Unfortunately, yeah, but it's yeah. So I'm glad they're doing this instead. It's like let it be exclusive when it comes out on DVD for your streaming platform. Like that'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. Of course. Not in theaters. Like what are y'all doing? Nope. No. Uh, yeah, really, really dumb, really dumb move by Warner brothers. But again, we all know why they did it. It was to, it was to try and make HBO max a major player in the streaming sure. things. That was why yeah. they, they, they knew they were going to lose a lot of money. There's no way they didn't know that they were going to lose a lot of money doing that. But in the long run, they yeah. think that'll pay off if they can get HBO max big enough. And you know, maybe it will, maybe it won't. I tell you right now, it's not going to until they actually make their app. Good. Their app yeah, the sucks. It's a crappy. horrible, it's a horrible streaming service, which stinks because it's 
argue it might be the best as far as content goes. Yeah, best like, catalog. It's sure. fantastic with the sh- with the TV shows and movies that it has, but yeah, the I, interface I put, put is that, just abysmal. Yeah, I put uh, HBO Max and Amazon on the same level. Netflix has really kind of gone off a cliff lately, but yeah, the, the interface is garbage. Uh, the only one that's worse is Peacock. Peacock. Oh, is dude, worse. Peacock's terrible. Oh no! I'll give you one. Paramount Plus. I've never tried that one, so I don't know. I I uh, I got the I did the seven day free trial because I watched uh, a Quiet Place two on the plane and I didn't get to finish it. Uh-huh. And I was like, I need I need to finish it. Yeah. But I didn't want to pay five bucks to rent it for like fifteen minutes. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's with Paramount Plus. So I'll do the seven day free trial. I watched it. They had nothing else. Ooh. No movies. I mean, they had the old Nickelodeon shows, but you know, I had to be in the mood to watch those. It was yeah. like that was it. It was garbage. Yeah, I've used Peacock a decent amount because I've watched Brooklyn Nine Nine on it, and I've watched Psych on it. Like you know, it's got it's got some good shows because it's a lot of those NBC shows. Um, yeah, so it's, it's got Seinfeld, good. right? It's got it. Uh, isn't Seinfeld like on Hulu only? Oh, maybe. I don't, yeah, it should be on Peacock. It was, it was NBC, I don't, but I don't know how I think all that it, works. No, didn't or did Netflix sign some deal for Seinfeld? Some makes me think that might have happened. I know it's not there oh, now, that, but be, I feel like I feel like I heard that. I could be wrong, but um, that'd be huge if it did. It's not on there now. I know that. No, no, trust me, I know. Um, I know. Uh, I mean, I know it's not on Peacock right now. Seinfeld's not on Peacock right now. I know that. I wonder if it just hasn't. No one's got it yet. And like, no, someone did. I, I remember it being a big deal, but I don't remember who it was. So it's gotta be Hulu then. Yeah, anyway. I don't. I don't remember. But um, but it's not too bad as far as TV shows go. Like, I mean, uh, if you watch like Parks and Rec stuff, like like there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of those on there. And the movie catalog is is fine. There's a decent amount of franchises, like big franchises. Sure. Like they have the all the Harry Potter movies, like all the Hunger Games movies. Yeah, that keeps switching. Like yeah. they, you know, so they 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 have a pretty decent catalog. It's not nearly as good as HBO Max or or probably no, even course. Netflix. But I think it, for me, it, it's probably comparable to Netflix as far as the amount of quality in there. Because I don't watch a lot of stuff on Netflix to be honest. Um, yeah. But the it, it's like HBO Max. The interface is awful. It's it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I hate that. The thing, the biggest problem with HBO Max, I don't know why. It might just be my Roku device or whatever, but. Every single time I'll go into HBO Max and everything works. I can scroll. I can find everything. And then I'll play a movie and it just will not play. It'll sit there and buffer for like 10 minutes and then kick it off back to my main menu of Roku. And I have to pull it out, reset it, take out my Roku, like unplug it, reset it, plug it back in. And then I go back to HBO Max and then it will play every single time. You know know what? Yeah, it might be Roku because I remember having the same problem on my sister's TV when we try to watch uh, Suicide Squad because – we were watching it yep. for Roku and it just kept, yeah, like yep. you said, going black and kicking out. But I have no issues with it on like any of my, you know, TVs or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. It might just, it's probably just the Roku device, but no, none of the other apps have that problem. It's just HBO Max for some reason. But after I reset it, it always works, but that's oh, kind of weird. But um, yeah, anyway, so we know, you know, that's why they're doing it, but we'll see what happens in the future. Obviously, it's just going to get a shorter and shorter window of theaters and stuff. And so we'll see how any of that works but hollywood will die without movie theaters and they've, they're so stupid i don't think they've really realized the extent of that and uh, uh, i think they're slowly learning yeah they're learning now after losing so many yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars with these blockbuster releases over the past few months oh, yeah. um which ultimately is a good thing because hopefully that means we'll keep theaters around because i want theaters to be around same here. Yeah, it's been great to go to a theater lately. I've seen like two movies in theaters 
I kind of wish like, I had seen Suicide Squad in the theaters, but I did too. It, it was, was it's good enough that, to warrant it, but yeah. But it was just it was here. <laughs> I know it's it's tough to be call us hypocrites, but yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, all right. Um, I know Michael Keaton talked about the Flash because uh, he's promoting some other movie, um, but I I don't think really much came out of it. Nah. It's all pretty still. I know. Um, in in comic news, uh, Tim Drake apparently is gay. Yeah, so. but it's only in a spinoff comics. Everyone overreacts to stuff like that. It's That's not true. even like I mean, the, it's not even like the official c- comic run. It's like a standalone split off. Oh, I'm pretty wow. sure, but I nobody cares. Like comics no. have been dead for <laughs> yeah. years. They've been dead for five, six years fully. Um, it, it's like uh, this stuff. 2016, like honestly, 2016. 2016 was the death of everything. And um, yeah. and no, it's not because of Trump. It's because of uh, no, no. it's because of all the insane level of woke stuff that started coming in in that year and comics are the worst like it's not even close yeah. there's nothing oh, yeah. worse as far as that goes than the comic book and like the actual comics themselves it is the, yeah, they're it, the it worst is. people it's all the worst people together just patting themselves on the back trying to deconstruct and ruin as much stuff as possible in the name of their own political ideas that yeah. like that is all comics are right now like it's it's, it's, it's honestly blame- insane and then they blame piracy for failing sales. It's like, no, no, it's because y'all suck and, um, y'all suck. And there's better content elsewhere. Like most yep. people are going to manga, which I just can't get into, but I yeah, understand why so many people are, are choosing that instead. Sure. Sure. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, all right. Is there any other news? Uh, there's not going to be a trailer for the next Spider-Man movie. Apparently. Oh yeah. Dude, people are so salty over that. It's hilarious. Couldn't care less. So I don't care. No, at all. Which I, uh, it's it actually, dead to me. The whole thing, everything Spider-Man is completely dead to me as long as Marvel and the MCU are have anything to do with it. Sure. I mean, I don't care about the movie, but I actually do think it's a smart move, like in terms of not spoiling anything, which um Sure, sure. You know, I mean, they've I, already I kind of been going that way. Like now, what movie trailers are coming out what like a month before? Oh yeah, come yeah, out good now? point. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of crazy. Like we we don't yeah, get so, movie trailer. Like I know you're yeah, you're you're the one that keeps whining about the Batman because it's been a year since we had the one trailer. But yeah, it's like, come that's on. where we're going, man. Like that's where we're yeah. going. Yeah, and, and to so. be honest, yeah. it's not a it's not really a terrible thing. No, no, I I don't mind it, especially if it helps people not overhype stuff as much. You know, because mm-hmm. when you get a trailer two years out, obviously that's gonna make people become more and more. Mm-hmm. You know anticipating and stuff so i i get it but um I, I in this case it's a smart move and it just makes me wonder how much crap is going to be in it uh yeah yeah um all of, a lot of fan service yeah. all the crap. all the fan service all the crap is going to be in it it's going to be the worst thing ever made oh uh, that's not true far from home was but it'll be the second worst thing ever made because uh, people are going to love it right that's the part that'll make that that's the part that's worse is yep. people are just going to love it just by default this is everything I've ever wanted in a oh, Spider-Man you movie. Have the Raimi characters, yeah, and you see them. Uh, see how they ruined all of them, and you're still happy about this? Go away. Oh God, um, yeah, you know, uh, freaking Tobey Maguire and Chris and Dunn. We don't gonna need be, to talk about it. We don't need to talk about it. It's gonna make me angry. They're gonna um, do Han Solo and Leia like in the Force Awakens, where they're broken up. Alfred Molina is in it. He's dead. <sighs> and apparently, hey, and I think William Defoe's gonna be in it too. He's hey. dead. Ugh. Hey, if the emperor can come back, anyone can come back. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, it's awful. Um, yeah, so there's not much 
else news-wise, I don't think. Oh, Marvel's completely done with Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah, that, that <laughs> whole thing blew up. That was hilarious. Uh, it's hilarious how petty they are. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty funny. That's um, yeah that that's been entertaining. I've enjoyed seeing oh, things on that. That's fun. Um, yeah, but I think that's really it. Kind of not not a whole lot over the past couple of weeks as far as like yeah. major news things. Um, not really. All right. So, have you uh, watched any movies, Ian? I have. I've seen a couple other than, uh, of course, Suicide Squad, which we'll right, talk right, about. Right. Uh, I have seen, let me see, I've seen technically three. Uh, I saw that animated Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I thought about watching that. I hadn't watched it yet. Oh, you haven't watched it yet? Nope. I watched a bunch of animated movies last a um, uh, couple weeks ago, but I, I didn't right. get to that one. Oh, okay. I thought you did. No, it's, it's pretty good. Um, it's one of the better Suicide Squad movies I've seen. Um, well, like how Christian, many are there? uh there's assault on arkham right. there's <laughs> maybe there aren't as many as i thought yeah i was like i didn't know of any others <laughs> is it oh okay maybe not well it's <laughs> it's definitely it's i guess better than assault on arkham um, okay well that's fair because assault on arkham isn't bad no it's not bad uh but this one yeah it's, it's a little bit they kind of go a little bit over the board with the maturity you know like oh we have an r rating there so we're gonna are, use all it. of them have every ever since they started doing that that's the way all of those have been yeah, so of course it's extra violent, which I have no problem with. But then there's like you know, nudity, and it's just kind of like, Wait, well, what? what are you doing? Yeah, there's like, not even very... nudity in the Constantine stuff, which is like oh. hard R. Well, this is like a blink and you'll miss it. But then there's like, they go to like a male strip club, and there's guys like in uh, banana hammocks. Cool. But yeah, so it's like trying a little bit too hard to be, yeah. you know, all uh, risque. But uh, but no, it was actually pretty good uh the voice acting wasn't bad i think christian slater was deadshot oh nice uh tara strong was harley quinn nice um and yeah it wasn't bad the story was actually like you know what a suicide squad story should be um and yeah it's, it's worth checking out especially on you know hbo max so it's a good little time cool um other than that i saw nobody with bob odenkirk I don't oh know if yeah i've that. been meaning i i meant to watch that when it was in the theater and i then just didn't and uh haven't gotten to it uh, and I've been mean to, and I gotta be honest, I was pretty disappointed. Wow. It, uh, cause like, you know, I really like Bob Odenkirk. I have no problem with him. Like, you know, being this, you know, all of a sudden action hero in this movie, he makes it work. Um, you believe it, but it just, it really feels like the B team of the John Wick movies mm-hmm. went off and did this movie. Yeah. Cause it, it lacks all the coolness and like the setting of John Wick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really short. It's only like 90 minutes, which, you know, isn't bad, but, you get no development for anybody. Yeah. Um, and then it's just your typical evil Russian villain. So it's like, oh, great. How many of those are we going to get? Um, a few good action scenes, but none that compare to anything from the John Wick movies. So yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah. It's a, it's a really big kind of just shrug all around. Yeah. It's too bad. But, you know, it's worth watching. You know, if you just want to watch some cool action, you know, um, you got nothing else to do one night. So it's not mm-hmm. like, you know, you should avoid it. But yeah, just don't. Don't go out. Don't go in with any high expectations. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And then the other movie I saw was a movie I actually saw in theaters. Uh, and I saw finally the green Knight with dead Patel. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've heard about it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. This is a movie I was really looking forward to because I'm familiar with the the poem, which is based on an old, uh, King Arthur tale about Sir Gawain. It's a really cool, uh, story. It's like a short story. So I was excited. Um, but it's a 24 who oh, yeah. are kind of, they, yeah, they've it, kind of become the, the hipsters of the movie industry. Well, they're kind of like what Blumhouse was when they first started. But like, yeah, but, but like more. Niche. I, 
Yeah, but also more like, yeah, like hipster. Yeah, I guess that's a good description. More kind of that way. Yeah, because because even now Blumhouse has like a bunch of stuff under their their like yeah. production. They do like some comedies. They do obviously. Yeah, they do a lot form. of stuff now. But yeah, A24, I've noticed all the films are kind of the same where they're like they're these cautionary tales of like human beings that fall prey to their weaknesses or paranoia. Mm-hmm. And they all have like these bleak, ambiguous endings. Um, and unfortunately, this one's no different, which that was the only thing they should not have changed from the original poem is the ending. Yeah. But they, they cut it short in like this really unclimat- uh, anticlimactic way. And like everyone yeah. in my theater just went like, what? And I knew mm. it was coming. Um, it's very kind of style over substance, which I was expecting. But even then, it's like, damn it, guys, you, you had the perfect story and you had to make it all all A24-ish. That's the mm. best way I can explain this. So, and of course, everyone on Letterboxd loves it because now it's like all you need are striking visuals and themes and people will go crazy over your movie. So yep. um, now I, it, this one really disappointed me. It could have been so much better. It looked great. Uh, Dead Patel was really cool, but yeah, it it, it was uh, it was disappointing, unfortunately. I, and you would hate it, trust me. I know you. You should never watch this movie. Okay, fair enough. I'm warning <laughs> it. All right, won't won't do it. Won't do it. <sighs> All right. Um. Yeah, I've watched nothing new. Um. Except for um. Well, mo- mostly because I've been rewatching Daredevil for the first time in years. Oh, nice. I'm trying to think how many times I think I rewatched it each time before a new season came out. So right. I think I've seen the first season three times, the second season two times and the third season, just the one time. And oh, so um, I and I haven't gone back since when 2018, 2019, whenever the, season came out, yeah. whenever, season, whenever the third season came out. And so rewatching that has been awesome. Oh, dude, so good. And I've been I've been rereading uh, Born Again also at the same time. Nice. So, oh man, dude, that this the first season of the show is honestly too good. It's it's too good. Oh yeah, it ruins so many other shows because of how good it is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Stephen Denight, baby. He he knows how to run a show. It's it's fantastic. He's I didn't even think he was a showrunner. I thought Goyer was the showrunner. Now Goy the Goyer was involved. In the first season, I forget what capacity. Stephen DeKnight was a showrunner, okay. but then I think Goyer, um, or no, not Goyer, uh, Goddard. Yeah, Goddard. Sorry, over. sorry. Yeah, he took over showrunning in second season. I know, I but I know is... Goddard has all the credits in this first season too. Still, like he's got... yeah, he 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 was also I think he was like head writer and stuff. Okay, um, gotcha. Yeah, but I know DeKnight was only involved in the first season, and he usually is a showrunner. He did all the seasons for Spartacus, which is why that show is so good. Okay, but, gotcha. Um, but I still really like the second uh, season. A lot of people kind of give it hate, but I think it's still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I liked, I liked all of them. But uh, the the first, it, this is, it's, it's so good. It, it's yeah. so, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And the third one's fantastic too. Uh, Jeez. yeah. So that's mostly what I've been rewatching. But I finally watched Val because uh, that came oh, out last yeah, week. Oh yeah, nice. So I finally watched that? Val. It, it's, it's, it's good. It, it's, it's good, and I really enjoyed it. I can see how certain people might like it more than me and certain people might not like it. Really? Because Val Kilmer is an interesting individual with the way he tells stories. He's very all over the place. 
a lot of yeah, times. Yeah, you read his autobiography or His whatever. book is all over the place. It's like <laughs> David Lee Roth's book. Like these very creative, uh, yeah. very big personality people, big storyteller people that have done a ton, but the, the structure is not their best thing. Yeah. So the book is all over the place and it'll like touch on stuff and you're like, that's interesting. And then it will be over. And you're <laughs> like, wait, wait, no, I want, I wanted more of that. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. So the documentary is very similar to that. The difference is it's not directed by him. Like there's actually directors. I've forgotten mm-hmm. who they were, but there's like, I think there's two co-directors. And so there's more structure than the book. It, it's more structured than that. Um, but it's still kind of, a little all over the place, but it, it kind of separates into, all right, this part is about his family. Now this part is about his career. So it kind of separates that decently. Um, obviously the big draw is the fact that he's literally filmed everything since like yeah. the mid eighties, since he got yeah, a, a, cool. a video camera. The problem is there's not enough of that. Like, Uh, I want more of that, especially on on all his filming on sets of all his movies. That stuff's awesome. And there's not enough of it. Like, every time something happens, you're like, this is cool. And then it, like, is is done. And you're like, no, no, go back. Uh, And I understand because, you know, it's about an hour. It's a little under two hours long. And that's a lot. Like, there's a lot to cover. So That's a a long documentary, yeah. So I get it. I, I get it. But... The, so there is a little bit of that, um, but it, it, it is, it's good. And there's, there, there's stuff, there's new information. Um, there's stuff you might not have heard. And it's, it, it's literally all him, you know, tell, you know, it's his story telling it. And so that's always, that's always fun when it's actually the person, you know, the subject actually telling their own story. Um, it's narrated by his son. So that's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Because he can't really talk. So, uh, yeah. So his son um, narrates it. His son's cool. I kind of wish his son was in more movies. Um, I've like seen him. I've only yeah, you have. You've seen him in one thing. You've seen him in the Nice Guys. Nice Guys. The Nice Guys. Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, who was he in that? He's the projectionist, Chet. Oh God, I gotta rewatch that then. I yeah, he's remember. the one who gets like almost killed and thrown in the dumpster at the end of the movie. Ah, oh, God, I barely remember. Anyway, but that's that's Jack Kilmer. That's that's uh. Val oh, Hussle. okay, cool. And uh, and I I and he's really not done much else. He did that Palo Alto movie and like not again. He's not really done much, and it's kind of a shame because I like him. Um, but he does a great job narrating for uh for Val Kilmer. That's and cool. now I did not watch this on Amazon. I downloaded this. And so I think there's probably subtitles in the Amazon yeah. when he, Val, when Val Kilmer talks because uh, there there wasn't on the one I downloaded and it's very hard to understand him cuz he literally has like that. a like a trachea like voice box um Yeah, yeah. And that's how he has to talk. So it's it's hard to understand him. Um but no, no, it was good. There, there's a lot of really cool information, especially people like for me, most of the stuff I knew already because I know probably way too much about Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> but for most people, it, there's probably a lot of stuff you don't know. 
So sure. uh, I think that could be really, really interesting. The stuff with Island of Dr. Moreau is is fascinating. That stuff's awesome. Oh, yeah. That of stuff course. is awesome. You talk about probably the best type of behind the scenes. It's got to be one of the best of any movie ever of just total debacle oh, yeah. from start to finish. Um, <laughs> it, it's hilarious. Like, it's so funny when he's like, yeah, at some point, <laughs> Marlon Brando just gave up when he realized nobody yep. was listening. And he's like, all right, fine. Half the movie, he's not even in it. They just put other, other, another big guy in makeup and use him. <laughs> like, is there, because Val Kilmer has his own video camera on the set of this. So he's filming a ton of, he's going to co-stars and like, they're talking shit about the movie <laughs> and the director. And he's like, oh, he's that. going up to his co-star. He's like, is there anything I can do to help you? Like, can I act better or anything? He's like, nope, it's the writing. <laughs> he's oh, like, man. Yeah, that's about right. Like, there's literally these conversations you're getting to see with these guys on set, which is awesome. They're they're sitting there talking. (laughs) You see a guy who's dressed like Marlon Brando walking past, and they're like, that's not Marlon. They're like, no, that's not Marlon. They're like, what do you mean? I thought he was working today. Yeah, I thought so, too. Hey, man, what's your name? And he says his name. He's like, all right, cool. (laughs) Like, (laughs) so that stuff's You're going to be my co-star. That stuff's great. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of great behind the stuffs with Top Gun, obviously. Um, that's a fun backstory. How uh, literally Val Kilmer, well, he kind of was forced to do the movie because he was signed on with the studio. Didn't really want to because the script. All right, mm. let's be honest. The script for Top Gun is is horrible. We all know that. Oh, it's terrible. Um, yeah. So he was like, this is terrible and didn't really want to do it, <laughs> but kind of had to. And, uh, and then kind of fell in love with Tony Scott. Because, I mean, Tony Scott yeah, is course. that whole movie. I mean, Tom Cruise, obviously, but, like, Tony Scott is the one that made that movie amazing. Um, yeah, Tony Scott and the soundtrack, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, uh, and so it's just funny hearing him talk about that and then being on the set and how he kind of made up his own backstory for Iceman to make him a more in-depth character and then basically played that up, like, with Tom Cruise. Like, they, like he played up an actual rivalry behind the scenes with Tom Cruise, too. Oh, nice. Like, on purpose. Um, and, and the, the actors literally split factions like Tom and Anthony cool. Edwards basically were by themselves. And then Val and then the guys who played like Wolfman, Slider and Hollywood yeah. were all like together too. So it was kind of split like that, which is kind of funny. And that's kind of cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of cool stuff like that. So yeah, no, it's definitely worth watching. It, it It's a well done documentary and there's a lot of cool information and, um, and, and it's, but it's sad too, at the same time. Cause I mean, that dude, it's been rough with like that guy has oh, gone yeah. through not even just the cancer thing, but like his dad basically kind of coerced him into co-signing a bunch of his like loans in the eighties oh, when he man. first became yeah. big and then basically did a bunch money. of illegal stuff and he lost yep. all of his money, like in the late eighties. Um, it happens. And then it happened again to him with uh, the stock market crash in like 2008. Oh, damn. So yeah. like, yeah. And that's in the early 2000s. So again, that's why in the early 2000s, he's in just everything. All these horrible directed yeah. video movies. So well, there's, a, there's a lot of sad stuff like with that. And um, obviously he's he didn't have super great success with like women and stuff. And, you know, got yeah. divorced. Like, uh, you know, so there's a lot like all of that's kind of in there. So it's it, it's good. It's good. It's raw is a good description of this oh, documentary. Sure. Very raw and um and I I think it's very interesting. So 
I liked it a lot. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. For sure. Um, okay. That's the only thing that I've watched. Um, nice. I guess we can get into Suicide Squad now. Or, no, excuse me. The Suicide oh. Squad. <laughs> yeah, that's. I love the meme where it's like, you know, the, the cringy line from the first movie, Will Smith, you know, says, what are we, some type of Suicide Squad? And yeah. it's just Iron Chase Elba going, what are we, some type of The Suicide Squad? <laughs> okay, I like that a lot. That's awesome. <laughs> um, all right, so that, it, it, it came out. Suicide Squad um, came out last week, and um, it is a. Is, is there a more confusing, like, second movie for something? Like, Suicide Squad is a sequel, a reboot, and a soft reboot all at the same time. Yeah. It's really weird. It's, it's kind of a first because, yeah, it's a soft reboot for sure. Because it's still continuity. It's still in the same, you know, existence as the first movie. We have Viola Davis, Harley Quinn, but that's pretty much the only commonality. Right. Or a few actors. Yeah, Boomerang, uh, 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 you know, Flag, but that's about it. Like, tone different. Obviously, it's R-rated. It looks different. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's it's so weird. It's, it I couldn't really be think of another more movie different, like and it. yet it's a, like a sequel. <laughs> yeah, because even even like the the Ainley Hulk and then the Incredible Hulk were like completely different. They acted like it never happened. So right. that was basically a reboot, but you know, only like five years apart or whatever. But yeah. this is this is unprecedented. Yeah, this is definitely very different, and um, I mean, and I like that because. I, I kind of wish this was done more where they could be like, all right, all this was horrible, but we liked yep. a couple things. So let's just keep those and then make it not horrible. Like, and, and cause yeah. you know, in the past, it's like, Oh, you can't do that. You got to keep this stuff or this stuff. You got to do that. And I kind of liked it. Like, ah, screw it. We're just going to keep the good things and then change everything else. And it's like, sure. Why it, not? It, it's kind of like what the DCEU should have done all together. It's yeah. like, you know, keep Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, keep a couple of the people, but get a new Batman who's not going to be a self-sabotaging crazy person. Mm. Get a new director and, 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 you know, architect of the whole universe and, and just kind of not fully start over, but just kind of get back on good footing. Oh, that's the part that drives me nuts that technically Zack Snyder's name is still on it as a producer. I know. I saw that. Oh. Yeah. It's the same way that, like... Just give a couple of movies. I mean, no one's name was still on like BBS and stuff. It's like he he had left long before that. That's that's just frustrating. I'm like, no, 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 that should not be on here. Get that off. Yeah, it's like it's like, you know, people, of course, will act like he had any part of his success. It's like, no, the whole success of this movie is solely on James Gunn. Yes, 100 percent. 100 percent. Like, watching this movie, I should put in a review. I didn't make a review for this because I knew we were going to talk about it. But, like, after watching this movie, can we stop with the whole release the error cut? No. Th- like, this is literally making it more. And I don't understand why. Like, uh, it's never I mean, had like, more steam than after this movie came out. Because I think people are like, see, it can be good. So let's have the error. It's like, no, no, you guys are retarded. It's no, no you're completely <laughs> missing the point. It's good because someone else is doing it. Someone who understands it completely is doing it. Like this, this is a perfect movie. It's not a perfect movie in terms of everything in it is 
perfectly made. Right. But it's the perfect Suicide Squad movie. Because yeah. let's be honest, there are some properties that that lend themselves to being masterpieces. Batman. Yep. Spider-Man. Yep. Justice League. Daredevil. So on and so forth. And then there's the other properties that even when they're done completely faithfully and done well, they're still not going to be a masterpiece. Like, you know, Deadpool, Suicide Squad. I mean, if they if they ever did a Lobo movie and it was perfect. Eh, I don't know. Lobo. I would argue that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is perfect. That, that, that gets there. Yeah, that definitely. Although people, I, I people definitely... crap on that movie. I don't understand. Like, that does not get either. nearly the praise that it should. No, it's a it's a great sequel, but like, but this is really honestly, I think probably the best Suicide Squad movie we could ever hope for, and that's oh, not me yeah. just, not, and that's not me like suddenly like oh we probably won't get any better. No, it's I really think this like, what better could you do? Maybe yeah, some of the jokes don't land, and maybe some of the runtime stuff, which we'll get into. There's a couple, but otherwise, yeah, there's a couple things I wish uh, I wish it, it was Deadshot, obviously, just just <laughs> just for aesthetics pur- purposes. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I, yes, I understand it is dead shot in the movie. I, I get it. I get it. But, it really is. <laughs> but, and I, and they did that on purpose. Like, I totally understand, but totally. Um, I they, love they it. even <laughs> reference it in the movie. Um, but he's even got a daughter <laughs> actual, de- I mean, he's got the mask. He's got a better dead shot mask than Will Smith. Anyway. Um, like he at least wears it. Right. Right. So, but having actual dead shot would make it a little bit better. Just, just, just for aesthetic purposes. Um, and uh, oh shoot, there was like one other thing. Oh, and Rick Flag, they they don't. He's not a big enough factor in this movie. He he like he's he was, the leader of the su of of the Suicide Squad, and they don't really do anything. I mean, they give him a nice end, but they don't really let him do nearly as much. I think they could, probably should, but I understand because you got a lot of characters. But eh, sure. he's technically yeah. the leader, not Bloodsport. But anyway, um. Well, I, I also think you you kind of feel that way because he's so much better in this movie where you want to yeah. see him more. Yeah. Whereas in the previous one, he was on Plank of Wood. Yep. So the fact that they completely undersold his character, you didn't care because yep. like, oh, God, I don't want to get any more of this guy who's moping over being in love with the Enchantress. But yep. this fully actually. Oh, out man, I completely like, forgot about that. <laughs> oh, God, for the better. I completely oh, forgot about that. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, I literally I'm trying to think I. But honestly, this movie improves upon that version in every single way. Yes. And and like I said, they literally kept the couple of things that were good about the first one, which was very little. They kept them and then yep. and then they improved upon them like they kept Harley Quinn. They kept Rick Flagg. Um, they kept Viola Davis. And they kept Captain Boomerang. And mm-hmm. is that it? Are those the only carryover characters? I, I believe so. And those were all yep. the best characters, like by far. Uh, Diablo well, I, is a pretty thought... decent character, but um, they oh, pretty much kept. Version. Okay, uh, yeah. they, they pretty much, but they they kept all the best characters, and then yep. made a better movie. It's like yes, thank you, because yep. like I mean, freaking oh man, we need to talk about Viola Davis. You talk about picture perfect Amanda Waller. I mean, and she was good in the first movie, but sure, holy crap, yeah. is she spot on perfect in this movie? Uh, to be honest, they, to be honest, they might even go a little bit further than even she is in a lot of the comics. Um, yeah, a little bit, maybe. Yeah. But it. Oh, man. And and again, and obviously it's Viola Davis, who's never not been good in anything she's been in. But um, yeah, gosh, that character is just awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, it that's is how she best. should be. And yet she's the villain of the movie. Yes. Like she is the villain. Like she is the main villain of this movie, pretty much. And she, there's several a, villains, but of course. But ultimately, at the end of the day, she's pretty much the villain, and I love that. Oh yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, they 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 definitely try to shy away from it a little bit in the 2016 one. There's that random scene where she kills all her coworkers, but then which is yeah, but the rest it's such of the movie, a stupid scene that it it doesn't even have any weight. It is. Because it makes no, no but yeah, sense. It really just felt like. And there are oh, a few of those really scenes in this save. movie. There are a few of those in this oh, movie. Sure. Like the ending of this movie really doesn't make any sense from that standpoint. Um, I, one thing, there's a few things in this movie that were not addressed that I think okay. were supposed to be. Okay, again, this review is going to be all over the place. This is not in any chronological order at all. It's just the as I all think over about things. Too. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And obviously, spoilers with the whole movie. Um, oh. Of course. Okay. One thing that drives me nuts because it was so simple and it makes total sense. And I'm pretty sure. And again, I'm pretty sure this is the case, but it's never mentioned. Okay. So we have the whole beginning and, um, you have the part where Harley Quinn ends up falling next to a dying javelin. Right. And he gives her his javelin which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Everything about that scene is great. It. It's hilarious because <laughs> he dies before he can finish his sentence. And it's, that's hilarious. But, um, so then it's she, just the most useless weapon too. Right. Right. So she has that <laughs> thing, the whole movie now, like obviously th- there has to be something special about this javelin and this character. Otherwise, why would he be even a superhero at all? There has right. to or a villain or whatever. And it makes sense if that's the case, because at the end of the movie, she uses that to kill, help kill Starro. And like Starro is being shot with bullets and stuff like nothing's, you know, he's basically indestructible to all that stuff. So like, why is this random javelin? Why can that work? And it makes sense where this is clearly a special weapon of some kind, but it's never mentioned. It's never touched on. Like all you needed is one line about that. And that explains all that because clearly eh. that is happening and that's the case. But sure. it's just like, why? Like you need to cert- like something like that. I feel like needs to be addressed at some point. And so it, that it really bu- bugs me. Like, just say it, just have some sort of line about how special this thing is. It, it didn't bother me. If it- in the movie, if the movie had taken itself more seriously, then I would have been bothered. But the fact that, you know, so much craziness happens sure, in this sure. movie, the absurdity of a, a magic javelin all of a sudden being the key to. But, but I know, but like you can mention something because the movie's that ridiculous. Like you could do that. Okay. I get what you're but saying. But like they don't. And so I didn't even think about it. And so the whole time when I saw it, I've watched it twice. And when I saw it the first time, I was like, well, that was a stupid scene. Like, how in the world would that work? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And then I was thinking, I was like, this, this. I heard, I think someone, I heard someone, I was listening to a review maybe, and someone was mentioning it. And I was like, yeah, that makes total sense. Like, that completely makes sense. And I bet you that is the case. But just, it takes a half of a line to just establish that at some point. It, it, honestly, it never crossed my mind. I never was like, oh, you know, I just didn't even think about it. Hey, I'm sure most people feel that way. But that was there yeah. was a couple things that there was very, very few things that bugged me in this movie. Yeah. And the two main ones are both involved with Harley Quinn. Um, one is that part. 
like she's dead. I'm sorry. She's you're going to she's going to drown in that eye of stars. She wasn't there for a long time. <laughs> so that whole thing kind of. But again, it's fine. I can let that. Yeah, go. I can. I can suspend this. And then the other that. scene when she just goes through and kills everybody with yeah. the javelin. I was like, OK, this scene's great. It's it, well filmed. This is awesome yeah. to watch, but it's yeah. really stupid at the same time because like, oh, OK, come on. There's no way she should be able to do this. Yeah, Harley Quinn's not John Wick. No, no or Batman. Exactly. So, yeah. eh, that kind of bugs me. But it, but I did hear someone mention something where it's like, okay. And I, and also, part of me, because, again, we've been conditioned. This is just, it's, it's, it's a fault of mine, but it's because of how we've been conditioned with the way movies have been going these past five years. Mm-hmm. The only two female characters are the only two that save the day. At all. Like Harley Quinn and Ratcatcher are the ones who defeat Starro single-handedly. So that kind of bugged me where I was like, oh, again, it's the two females. Okay. But one, it's not harped on. Again, we'll talk about that. That's one of the best things about this movie. And two, especially with Harley Quinn, like she is the most popular of all these characters. So it makes sense why she would be the one to have a big part with this type of stuff. So it's like, okay, it's more from that than it is from the way most of the movies go as far as the characters go. So it's like, once I realized that I was like, okay, that's fine. Like that, that, that's fine. I, I get that. I definitely get that. Can I touch on that? Cause yeah, you bring up a good point. Um, yeah, I, I I never got the whole eye roll. Oh, of course, the, the females save the day, like you said, because they will hark on it. Um, and you know, not Deadshot. Idris Elba is a badass. They don't do the whole emasculate him like. Uh, well, oh, I don't have they any. Do. They do the rat thing. Oh, I mean, that was more for comedy. That wasn't like sure, oh, sure, look sure. how no, pathetic. No, no, I know, I know, I know. But still. Um, but like you know, because like he's the one who's like determines to go back and fight Starro and everyone else follows him. And, right. you know, and especially in the scene where he, he shoots uh, John Cena is awesome where it's like, you know, <laughs> he, he's coming to freaking you know, set things straight. Yeah. Um, and the other reason I didn't mind, cause I thought like my, my favorite characters in the movie were probably rat catcher. Yeah. Polka dot man. And uh, I tied between King shark and probably peacemaker. Uh, so uh, I, I think Peacemaker was my favorite character in this movie. I mean, I, I can understand that he was I, I hate John Cena with a passion, but he was I, I he was fantastic I've never, I've never hated John Cena until that BS China. Sure. Yeah. Gosh. Um. Yeah. So until then, I've really not had a problem with John Cena. Obviously, I'm a wrestling fan, so I've always I've been watching John Cena for decades. Um. And I always think he's, inc- I've always thought he's an incredibly underrated actor. I think he's way, I think he's better of an actor than people give him credit for. And I think he's way better of a comedic actor than people give him yeah, credit for. He is good at comedy. He's always been funny. It, like in wrestling, he's always been hilarious with the way he cuts promos on people. Um, he obliterated The Rock in promos when The Rock came back in 2011. Oh. And then in 2012, when they did that whole run, everyone loved The Rock. I thought the rock had lost a big time. he lost a big time step as far as wrestling promos go. Cause it's different than acting. And, uh, sure. I thought John Cena ran circles around him as far as that goes. And obviously he doesn't have, okay. We all know again, like the rock, the range is not a thing that's there, Limited, but yeah. that's fine because you get a role that works and then it really works. And sure. the, he could fully. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Same thing. Um, and you talk about 
the perfect, perfect role. role, perfect character, perfect actor in that role. And the comedic timing is just impeccable, like it, yeah. impeccable. It's so good. It's so good. And it's good with all the characters, but it's so good with that oh, yeah. character. And it's like that character, Peacemaker and King Shark, the comedic timing is just outstanding in this movie with those two characters. Yeah. And it was so, yeah, it was pretty so much everything, much fun to watch. Pretty much everything with them was perfect. Uh, like joke wise, uh, I thought like pretty much all theirs landed. Yeah, um, just him I sitting will... there. The best line by far from Peacemaker was when uh, the uh, King Shark's about to eat rat catcher. That 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 scene, and oh, they all yeah. they all come over, and he's just standing there in his underwear, just tidy whitey's just bulge hanging out and everything. And and Bloodshot's just like, what what is this sitting out here in your tidy whitey? And he goes, that's racist. That was one of the funniest <laughs> lines of this whole movie. That killed I, me. I, I, I still love the one line where they're about to go into the village. He's like, nothing like a bloodbath. And the one chick, the rat catcher, was like, I thought you were called Peacemaker. And he's like, I cherish peace with all my heart. I don't care how many men, women, or children I have to kill to get it. It just, he says it completely straight. <laughs> yep, yep. And then even just at the very beginning, when Bloodshot meets him in the prison, and they're, yeah. they're, he's just like, wait, so he does the exact same I do? He goes, yeah, but better. And he goes, what do you mean better? I hit all my targets. He goes, yeah, so do I. Dead center. Yeah, but I do too. Yeah, well, mine goes through your shot without even touching the sides. And he goes, oh, yeah, well, then you know, how, how can that happen? Smaller bullets. It's just yeah. like that whole line, was that whole back and forth was so funny. And then it paid off in the end. It, it, a little foreshadowing. Yeah, oh, yeah it worked so out. so good. That is yeah, the it's... way you do foreshadowing. Right there, like exactly. 101. Boom. There it is. Check Guess what? Yep. You, you mention it, it's a throwaway line and in, in, it's a throwaway comedic line in the moment and you don't, and then you forget about it, but yep. you remember it enough because it was funny enough to then at the end when it comes back, then you remember it again. You're not yeah, sitting you there. Your audience. The best type of foreshadowing is the one is, is when you sit there and you hear the line and then you don't think about it again, because when you sit there and you yep. hear it and you're like, Oh, that's coming back. Then you failed. Yep. So yeah, it's uh, obvious brilliant but again that's because james gunn was the sole writer on this movie and director and you 100 percent can tell because it's 100 percent a james gunn movie oh absolutely. start to finish and as terrible of a person as james gunn is my goodness is he a fantastic writer and director he, he is and and i think what james gunn does best at and this is like something you cannot argue is like he is so good at taking these obscure weird characters and making you fall for them clearly it, it's just what he's best at. I mean, we, we, I fell for Ratcatcher at the end. I fell for mm -hmm. freaking Polka Dot Man. I fell for, you know, I fall for all the Guardians and their weird, you know, weird personalities where so many writers would see a talking tree, a guy who shoots Polka Dots. I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. It's like, <laughs> he, he welcomes that. And, and, and really, I think the reason this movie is a perfect uh, Suicide Squad movie compared to the first one is that it does what every Suicide Squad movie should do, where 80% of the squad dies. Right. <laughs> Mark, the, the original movie, the 2016 version, one person, two members. Oh, two of the did? squad died. Two, two died. Remember, remember, remember Slipknot, the That's guy. That's the only one injured. I remember dying. Well, Diablo sacrifices himself. Oh, see, I didn't even remember that, but that's it. That's it. Yeah. Mark, yep. there's only one reason you put Captain Boomerang in a movie like this. There's only one use you ever have for Captain Boomerang. 
to kill him. Yep. Okay. Are you speaking ever- speaking of that, let's just talk for like the next forty five minutes about the um the opening of this movie. Oh, oh my god! Is <laughs> as soon as that happened, I'm like, this is perfect. Okay. Th- this is arguably like the best opening of any movie ever, and um, it, it was great because as I'm watching the movie the first time, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, clearly all these people are gonna die. Yep. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, but which ones are not going to die? Okay. Harley Quinn, not going to die. Okay. Rick Flag, not going to die. Got it. Of course. And then I'm like, okay, Captain Boomerang. And, I'm, and, and again, I'm trying to think of like the trailers and the footage of when I saw characters in like other scenes right. and stuff. So I'm like, all right, Captain Boomerang might not. And then uh, uh, Mike, Michael Rooker's character, I was like, Savant. I was like, and he might not. Everyone else, 100% is dying. Course. Those two, maybe not. Nope, they died too. <laughs> it's like, nope, yep. nope, all of them, all of them. Just, Everybody. just Rick Flag and Harley. Those are the only ones. Every single other one died, and not just died, pretty much died immediately with doing absolutely yeah, br- nothing. <laughs> and brutal. And I mean, the fact that it starts off with Weasel just drowning <laughs> is so perfect. But then eight hey, didn't. They didn't. I, I know, which is great. But brought him back. I, I just love. Uh, you know, they're, they're gearing up for the mission. It's all badass and yep, epic. Yep. You got the red light, like Predator. And it starts off with... You do it Weasel all just... set up by uh, Michael Rooker's character. Like, he's the one yep. you're following this whole time. He's this cold yep. killer, calculated, all this stuff. They got the slow motion walk, yeah. you know, it's all mm-hmm. badass. And then the first thing that happens is they forget to see if the weasel can swim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all the stuff with the people at Command Center was brilliant. Like, oh, they were great. That yeah, was yeah. so funny. Like, they're just all looking around. And they're like, did no one check? Did Which no one so check? The and they government. just all look so it, ashamed and embarrassed. Like, it's so funny. And it is so true of the government. Just when they're it's sitting like, there taking bets on who's going to yes. die right, at the, of course right would. at the beginning. You're like, all right, this is great. Like, you're on this board from, like, in the first five minutes, like, three minutes of the movie, you're already on board before anything even happens. Yep, totally. And then just all the dialogue in the helicopter is great with, with freaking, you know, TD, what does your name stand for? It's like, <laughs> Stands for me. <laughs> it's like, it's like but your it's name just is letters. <laughs> All names are letters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you know, them just trying to figure out what weasel is. Like, what? What yes. is this? A dog? It's like, yeah, because a dog has hands. And they're. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? Then, oh, over... it's a werewolf, isn't it? And then it's like, what? No, werewolf. I'm not being next to it. It's like not a werewolf. He's a weasel. He's harmless. Well, he's not harmless. He's killed 20-something children. But, you know, he agreed to do this. <laughs> and, and that's just James. Like, if if I if you didn't know James Gunn wrote this movie, as soon as you heard that line, you're like, okay, it was James Gunn, Which, of course. And, and it makes it even better because remember this, the, the exact same scene in the first movie with Katana. Oh, it's oh the no. It's the same scene. Basically verbatim, but done well. Oh, this but if is you think about it, it's almost like I wonder if James Gunn did that on purpose, where he took oh, he that exact scene and then basically did it again, but he fixed it. He absolutely did the same way that he took Deadshot, gave him the same yeah. character yeah, story yeah. and arc, and just went. No, it's not. It's just done better. Yep. Yeah. That is. That's one hundred percent true. God. Yeah. But, and like oh, no, the fact that the fact that eighty percent of the team is killed. And, and 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 that's just that team, and then the other team that we we follow for most of the movie, most of them die too. And it's mm-hmm. like nobody is safe, and that's how it should be. And not yep. only do they die, but the Suicide Squad, there's infighting between them. Yep, they're constantly trying to screw each other over, which yep. 
which it was so stupid in the first movie where they end up being a family at the end and they're talking about each other as a family. It's like, no, yes, you're no. all trying to screw each other. You're all bad of- guys. That's the thing they yes. forgot. This is a villain team, not a superhero that's why, team. That's why one of the best scenes in the movie isn't a comedic scene. It's a scene where, you know, spoiler alert, uh, Peacemaker kills Rick Flagg. Yeah. And I, I just love that, that scene right after where, you know, he's standing over his dead body and he just sees Ratcatcher looking at him and it's like, it's just that that kind of in the moment realization like, oh, yeah, these are truly villainous people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> they literally kill a whole bunch of innocent people. Oh, oh my. Okay, in no, horrible, that's... horrible ways. And, and we'll get to that in a second. I, I want to finish okay, talking please. about the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing. Again, this movie is so meta without being meta. Like it's meta yeah. and like a behind the scenes thing. Like I said about that scene with Rick Flagg in, on the sh- drop ship. It's basically the same scene as with Katan in the first movie, but better. Um, right. There's so many of that. The, the fact that as soon as they get to the beach, it's Pete Davidson who immediately goes up and is selling them out. Yeah. right off the bat and then immediately gets his face blown off you're like oh, thank god you know they did that on purpose because they're like all right yeah. a bunch of people hate pete davidson we're Most gonna do people. this and it's absolutely brilliant i am not one of the so people satisfying. that hates pete davidson um, i hate him i i do not i find him amusing but um it, it's so it's so perfect because you know no, they, right. that's why they did that like he's you're the totally turncoat right. and the coward and the idiot <laughs> then just gets his face blown off like it's just never even does anything no yeah. <laughs> not a thing it's just oh like all that stuff is so funny it, it and, just... and and that opening scene is what it's like 15 minutes and then it's done and you know all of those characters who die yep. within 10 minutes yeah like rather many uh point out there like we know those characters who get killed the, well not than all we knew of the them. Characters. you don't really know whoever that weird rock girl was a uh, mongal yeah yeah we don't really know anything sure. about her. Um, but even then, like when you hear the the the, the tech people talking, they're like, "What is she? Like an alien or a yeah. goddess?" It's just even little stuff like that. It's like <laughs> we don't know. And then TDK is the most useless. Oh, that's <laughs> the fact that they use arm fall off boy is yeah. Nathan Fillion. Who, who would ever thought that character would be on? And it's a little different. It's not quite the way the characters, but oh, that yeah. And of course, it's Nathan Fillion who's able to just play that to perfection. <laughs> I just love the that part scene, where his arms are, yeah, the his arms, arms are getting shot and he's just writhing. <laughs> <laughs> no, the fact that the arms come off and they're all like, what the hell? And then they and just start slow. floating through and then yeah. he just starts like slapping them and it's doing absolutely nothing that, oh, that's yeah. so funny. <laughs> because it's like, you don't have all the power of the rest of your body. Like Harley just like arms, turns and just... looks at Rick Flagg and he's like, I, I didn't pick the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which makes sense because obviously that whole purpose of that team was just to be a distraction. So of right. course Waller went out and got the lamest people ever. I mean, right. TDK, the guy with the javelin, a weasel who's not even strong. But at the same time, why is Rick Flag and Harley there then? That's a good point. That's yeah. the one part that doesn't really track. There, there's a couple things like that that don't really track in this movie. Um, but again, again I, can, I can. I'm waiting. I'm that. waiting for the EFAP to come out on this so I know why I need to hate this movie. Um, oh, I don't. I don't want to see that. Uh, but because I know, I, I know, know it's the case. I know that's going to be the case, and they're always right. Like for the most yeah. part, with a lot of you know the the way they analyze movies. So yeah, put anything under a microscope, yeah, it's going to start to break down. So yeah, so and there's a few things like that, but um, 
but no, sure. just this opening scene. I mean, saving Private Ryan. What? Like, you know, who cares? Like, <laughs> yeah. we got a new best beach scene uh, with mass death yeah. and carnage. Um, and then, you know, you know, and then, then of course, you have uh, Michael Rooker's character, who's the most stone faced person the whole time. Just yeah, like, take it cracks, seriously. just cracks, and just runs away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's so good. And then I love the opening credits are brilliant. These are the best opening credits since Deadpool, like because everyone's oh, yeah. dead. So you yeah. see all the names of all the characters that are already dead. And then they go and show you the horrific aftermath <laughs> yeah, of left. each yeah. character. <laughs> uh. Oh, it's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Captain Boomerang gets exploded. Uh, yep. He does get to kill a couple people, though, first. So. He does, yeah, we finally get to see him actually use a boomerang like he would. Right, right, he, finally. He He's in the movie for 10 it. minutes and already does more than in the entire other movie. Um, exactly. But, uh... And again, you know. like, the only reason you, like, because Red Letter Media, we're talking, and they're like, I wonder if people are upset that so many, you know, existing characters yeah. who are actual real villains are killed off so quickly. And I'm like, no! One, because these aren't beloved characters. No one loves freaking you know, the detachable kid or freaking Captain Boomerang is like the only reason you put them is to kill them. Cause you're never going to use them. You're never going to use Captain Boomerang in the flash movie. Like why would you ever use a villain like that for a flash movie? It's like, no, you use them in this and you kill him. Yep. Yep. Nope. 100%. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely brilliant. And what a way to start a movie. Like good, good Lord. Oh like yeah, you're, you're in right from the beginning. You're just fully in immediately yep. with you know with what to that. expect. <laughs> yep. Um, although it's a little weird because then they go back in time, but they don't tell you. No, they do. We, no, they don't. Yeah. When? On the right when he cuts when he's wiping the toilet, it says three days earlier. I I've watched it twice. Never saw anything. It's it's like in time. the soap. You know how I like call the the yeah the yeah. Time. yeah. It's just it's a little it's a little hard to read that one, but yeah, it says uh, three days earlier. Okay, when he wipes the all right, well, fair enough. I mean, obviously, yeah. you figure that out, but that yeah. like both yeah. times, I was like, they could have like said something because they do again because the whole movie they use the environment as the right little thing. But yeah, I missed that one. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, then you immediately do that can set up everything. Like it's just yeah, it, there, there's a lot oh. of time jumping, and I and some of it's a little weird, especially in the third act. Sure. But uh, again, it makes sense. Um, Another thing uh, this movie does perfectly is that it gets right into the mission. Even yeah. like after we have that opening you know, credit and everything and we do the little three days earlier, even then we were introduced to um, Bloodsport for like 10 minutes and we're in the mission. Whereas mm-hmm. the 2016 movie took like 40 minutes to get to the actual mission. Yeah. yeah. So there's no reason. Nope. You hear everything from Viola Davis as she was walking with um. What's the same? You know, yeah. complete this mission. You'll get 10 years off your sentence. Boom. Got it. Good. Cool. Yeah. We're putting a bomb in your neck. If you go against us, we blow you up. Exactly. Got there it. we are. Simple That's enough. Suicide Squad. That's it. Fantastic. Here's your team of retards. <laughs> 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 it's <Yep>. not hard. <laughs> yep. No, no. It's, uh, no, it's 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 really not. Um, yeah. Uh, can we talk about how great the scene is with Bloodsport and his daughter in the jail cell is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about a scene that no other movie has ever had the balls to do. No. Oh, that's I, I, just brilliant. I love how they, yeah, they don't they don't try and compete with like the wholesome 
you know, cuteness of Will Smith and his daughter. So they completely go in the opposite direction. Yep. They're just yelling F you to each other. And they're the most dysfunctional because father daughter. He's so ever. mad that she got caught for stealing yeah, for an Apple for a watch or whatever. You're right. Not. And, and she's like, wait, what are you talking about? I got I. I did this. I'm like, I might go to jail. And he's like, yeah, you shouldn't have gotten caught. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's just because again, they're all villains. Like they're yes. all bad guys. They're bad people. They're not good fathers. How no. would an assassin who's killed like hundreds of people be a good father? He, like, his no. first thing is like, yeah, your mom sprung that on me. Like, yeah, it's, oh, it's just, it's great. It's great. Oh, the whole thing is yeah, great. And we, we didn't get any sappy moment at the no. end of the movie where they're reunited. It's like, we don't, we don't, we don't need that. No, nope. You're never gonna be a good father daughter relationship. Nope. We gave we had the one shot of the of her being proud of her dad, and that was it. Yes, that's that was it. it. Didn't need anything more than that. Yep. Oh Perfect. man. Uh, okay. So now, um, let's talk about the other mass death scene. Oh, the best scene in the movie. You mean? <laughs> <laughs> so they're going on the mission. They get in the jungle, and they're like. All right, uh, this is Rick Flagg's location. He's been captured. Uh, kill everybody. And they're like, all right, with bet. extreme prejudice, right? And they're like, all right, bet. <laughs> so they do, and you have Peacemaker and Bloodsport competing with each other, <laughs> upping the ante with how gruesome and horrible they're Creative. killing all these people. The, yeah. the best shot ever is when John Cena just walks past the guy on the table and just start just stabs him like, oh, like yes. five times just without <laughs> even batting an eye. That's one yep. of the funniest things I've ever seen. That yeah, the way me. they framed that was perfect. Like that was so funny. Um, <laughs> blood sports just burning people alive. Like yep. it's it's just brutal. They're they're shooting people without looking. Like they're just trying to one up each other the whole time. It's amazing. It's amazing. They're just killing. And there's even a part where you're sitting here and you start seeing some of the people that are killing. You're like, that's a woman. That yeah. really look like bad guy. Oh, okay. Whatever. And it's then they get to the end laundry. And Rick flag is just in there having tea with the, re- with the rest of them. Cause these are the <laughs> resistance fighters. <laughs> and they just sit there. And, he, and then she's just like, where are all my, uh, why didn't my, why didn't my men alert me? And they're like, uh, we, we didn't see anybody. Nope. Nope. Did, did, didn't see anyone. <laughs> and then hard cut to her looking at all the bodies. No, no, no. It cuts to a uh, polka dot man oh, going like, I saw them as my mother and I killed them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. That's so great. Cause again, yeah, it- they're bad guys. They're they're bad guys. They're not. And I love later on when like they're walking in the jungle and the one chick is like, you know, uh, something about saving our people. And then like literally Idris Elba reminds her, he's like, we're not here to save your people. It's right. like they, they keep harping on that. And yeah. I love it because they're, yeah, they're, they're and, terrible and guess, bad and guys. Then who's the one, and then it's Rick Flagg who's taking her aside. And it's like, look, you can do this and this and this because he's the only one who's not a villain out of all. Of yes. Yeah. And he, like he's not even trying to like you know defend them. He's like, look, they're useful. We're here to you know kill worse people. Basically, right. he's like, you know, you're not going to get any type of apology or redemption from these guys. Right. But it's like, of course, he would be the one to do that because he's the only one who's not just a straight villain. Exactly. He actually feels bad for <laughs> what they did. Right. And and he was not part of that either. Like, of course not. No. So, <laughs> so war it, crime. Right. Right. So that's just oh, that's that's awesome. That that, yeah, that, is, that whole scene was fantastic. 
It's it's brilliant, and it's only it, I only feel like it's a couple of cuts too. Like I feel like oh, they're yeah, pretty it's, it's they're pretty, long takes most of it. Pretty long takes. Yeah, it looks great. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, that. That's the other thing we need to talk about is just how well this film was shot. Yeah. Oh man, you talk about the camera work and everything is just fantastic. All the action scenes are shot so well, and it's so different. It's yep. so unique. And uh, yeah, no, it's fantastic. You can see everything. You know, we've, we get a good variety of like kind of locations. You know, we get the night beach raid, obviously. Then you get the cool, like the bright rain when they go to Jotunheim. Um, yeah, it's just all really kind of diverse and interesting looking. And, and yeah, the way they film everything, it's the perfect length of not doing the one take show off. Look how long we're going, but still longer takes where you see all the action. Yeah, and still being able to cut it enough to make it dynamic at the same time. Yes. Um, like, again, yeah, probably totally. the best film scene is the Harley just mass killing spree. Like, that is probably. just shot so well. That's such a well-shot action scene and such yeah. a fun scene to watch. Like, it's shot in such a fun and interesting way that, like, it's enjoyable to watch. Use. Like, it's enjoyable to your eyes to watch that. Yeah, it's, it's very pleasing. Yeah, it's like the music they use and then also the when the flowers are going everywhere, it's like you're just getting an idea of like how she views this whole thing going down. Whereas like for With her, that one is... scene, he out birds of prey, birds of prey. Oh, absolutely. he outdid the suicide squad and multiple, uh, the first suicide squad movie on purpose in multiple scenes and outdid birds of prey on purpose in certain scenes too. And you're like, okay, now you're just showing off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is easily the, uh, the best Harley Quinn has, has it's been not oh. even, it's not even, there's not a comparison. Like it's not even close. No, um, no yeah, totally. It's it's fantastic. I mean, obviously it was in the trailer, but just after she kills everybody and gets out and the, you just see them all starting to creep up to do their big <laughs> yeah. thing. And she's standing there. And she's like, what are you guys doing? That's awesome. Like, that's amazing. Because then Flag's yep. just like, we're uh, we were going to we were going to rescue you. And she's like, you were going to rescue me? It's like, yeah, and it was a great plan, too. Like, and she's like, well, I can go back and you can still do it. Like, and that <laughs> works because the character is dumb enough. We're like, or maybe she not, would. but she's she's cr insane enough. We're like, you know, she means it. That's what makes that oh, so absolutely. funny. Those yeah. are the funniest type of characters are when they're either dumb enough or crazy enough that they mean the ridiculous things that they say, which I've, I've, I've used this example every time. But it's why my favorite TV show of all time is Community. And Donald Glover's character of Troy, it's why he's the funniest oh, right. character, because he's so dumb and clueless that when he says these insane, ridiculous things, you know, he means it. So it makes yeah. it hilarious. And it's the same type of thing in this instance, which makes that scene just so funny. Yeah, I, I will say my only real complaint about the movie is that I just felt that the, the kind of the Harley Quinn storyline felt kind of dragged the movie down a little bit because I, I yeah that's the best... that's the general consensus for most people okay yeah because yeah all the best stuff is is the team you know interacting with the environment and doing their their shtick and so when it cuts to her and don't get me wrong i thought the whole like her and the one dictator having this romance and then she kills him i thought that was funny <laughs> but it does kind of stop the movie in its tracks to kind of take away from her which it's not surprising because like you said harley quinn's the most popular right. so of course they're gonna give her the most screen time pretty much yeah i mean yeah they had to do something like that with uh sure. with their character so i mean and i get i get i you know i understand people are saying how it kind of stopped it kind of stopped the movie for a bit like and I, I totally understand 
it, it never it bothered down. me. Yeah. Like yeah. I ever, yeah. I heard multiple people complain about the second act being slow and dragging. It never did to me. I watched the movie twice, and to me, it didn't. I never felt it, that way. I never felt also, like it dragged. I felt like it moved really well. I was never does, bored. Yeah. I was never, I was never like, all right, let's get past this. Like I never had any of those feelings with this movie. Like I've heard several people say, like that never happened for me. And it's also, let's be real here. I mean, it's kind of hard when the first act and the third act, or like, is when everything fun and interesting goes down and obviously your second act has to bridge that and introduce a little character development stuff so it's naturally going to feel like that but you know it it still did what it needed to the second act and um yeah Mm -hmm. so people would just obviously yeah the first act and the third act are the big you know showstoppers but the the second act is still pivotal yeah so they uh, use their time wisely all right then i guess can we talk about the thinker now oh sure what another great character (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what peter capaldi whatever yeah his name is. yeah he's fantastic i mean everyone's great but man he's so good in this yeah he, he's really just weird and he's he's it's heckled. like he's the villain like him and amanda yeah. waller are like the villains really yeah i mean he's he's like the vessel for starro obviously starro you know is the big alien they have to fight at the end but right. yeah he's really the kind of mastermind you know obviously behind the whole thing yeah he's been in charge of the experiments with starro for decades and he basically is just a all right whatever he's just gonna go with whatever's going on as long as he can keep doing his experiments or whatever yep just just straight up butchering people and dissecting people and feeding people to this thing like it's just oh man yeah that that's a that's a good character that is a oh yeah that's a fun character, and um, geez, I don't even know. Oh, uh, we haven't even talked about King Shark yet either. Oh God, I mean, freaking Stallone! Come on, again, just the perfect casting. Yep. <laughs> because unlike Vin Diesel as Groot, like they, they didn't change his voice. It's like, nope, yeah. this is Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> oh yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, which makes it funnier because you right. know it's Sylvester Stallone under, underneath there. Right, right. Well, not really, but uh, well, yeah. I mean, I know he's not out there in the mocap, yeah, but yeah. you know what I mean. But oh man, again, I don't know. And I love the fact that he purposefully did not make the character like Drax. Yes, which. Because totally that's could've. kind of the type of character that is a little bit, obviously more extreme, but yeah, the uh, role he plays for sure. But yeah. it's very similar to that, and his kind of dumb type thing, like it's it's very similar. But they he and there was a few moments where like he didn't write the character as as funny. I, I uh, there was a few I can't remember specifically, but there's like a couple scenes where I'm like, okay, he didn't make that super funny. We're like, and I feel like he did some of that stuff intentionally to kind of differentiate the character from certain other characters. And I thought that was impressive. Yeah, no, it was, uh, I mean, he was great. I mean, compare that to freaking stupid killer croc and how lame he was. It's like one, he actually looked like he does in the comics, but then Mm -hmm. two, you also make him this like, you know, another comedic relief, but. And and the CGI was fantastic. It was Uh, the CGI in the movie as a whole. Wasn't like the best ever but uh, not for the most part it, but it was but it wasn't it was good across the board for sure and yeah. then yeah like king shark and Starro like were both fantastic oh, yeah. 
Um, really, really well done. But uh, yeah, no, th- this was uh, this was great. And and uh, and again, the very first thing he's immediately just trying to eat one of the other Suicide Squad members. <laughs> yeah, just just immediately. And I, and I love how quickly uh, Ratcatcher just trusts him. It's like, would you right. eat your friends? He's right. Like, no. no and and peace makes like, like okay. he's lying <laughs> <laughs> but i like how that's good enough for her it's like what <laughs> well because she's the only character with any heart in the whole movie on purpose no, like, yeah again it makes sense yeah she's the one it, character it's because she's the one who actually had like a family at yeah. some point even though it was flawed or whatever which is funny that taika watiti's in this movie too of course taika watiti yeah uh but i love that like Again, they sh- and I've heard a lot of people mention this too. They didn't do the bad dad yep. whole thing, which is just every movie ever. I mean, I guess you could say that with Bloodsport, maybe, but um, you know, like obviously flawed and not necessarily great person, but you know, a you know a, a dad who actually cared about his daughter and vice versa, and that was yeah. just that was refreshing to see. It was like nice. Yep. Finally, it's an example of, of good subversion. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. That was that was really well done. I like that. Um, I, I oh, that was a great line too. the introduction of Ratcatcher 2. And they're like, and this is Ratcatcher 2. And Peacemaker just goes, what about Ratcatcher 1? <laughs> yeah, we couldn't afford Ratcatcher <laughs> Rat 1. Ratcatcher 1. It's like he's dead. Oh, OK. <laughs> I, I just love how she was. I love how she was always tired and just sleeping all the time. Makes sense. Makes sense for the character, and I love it. Yeah, that that's 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 that, that that's fun. That's fun. Um. Oh man, I don't even know what else to talk about. I think we covered just about everything. Want to talk more about Polka Dot Man? I mean, I I, I love I love uh what's his name David um I can't remember David Desmalchin. Desmalchin, yeah. Nobody thank you. Nobody knows you, you, him. Everyone, I, every I, review I've ever seen, they're always like, and uh, that guy. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's David Desmalchin. How does nobody he, remember that name? It's such a weird he, name. He's one of those actors that everyone has seen and they know, but yeah, they don't know his name. Ah, oh, but he's so good in everything. He's great in everything. Yeah, he was, and he's fantastic in this. I will say the 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 mother joke didn't land for me the couple of times yeah, they used it. But, it wasn't super funny to me. Um, no, but like, yeah, I just I love how innocent he is. Oh, and like freaking Milton when Milton dies, <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, actually, yeah, I got to talk about that. That was like, okay, there was a few scenes that I laughed at the hardest. Um, sure. most of them involved John Cena lines, um, or John Cena stabbing that guy that killed me. <laughs> yeah. But at the very beginning with Ratcatcher with Sebastian and he's waving at, uh, is it Bloodsport? Yeah. And he's just like, is that rat waving at me? <laughs> and he's just like, uh, it appears that it is like that. Just that, that was so funny. That first time that that happened, and then it happens a couple times, which is funny. Oh, of course. But, yeah. um, and uh oh shoot what was the other one now i'm blanking on what i was thinking of oh yeah yeah that whole milton thing after milton dies is one of the funniest (laughs) thing that's one of the funniest parts of the whole movie too when he's just like they killed milton they're like milton was with us i told him to stay it's like yes he was he was trying to what is he gonna do it's like he was helping like it's just and then and Harley's just like, who's and I love it Milton? Because... He goes, what do you mean, who's Milton? He's been with us the whole time. I've never seen a guy named Milton. I would remember a guy named Milton. <laughs> and then they just look and just like, oh, Milton, Milton. Yeah, that guy. Like, that whole thing was as he's just dead on the floor. That was that was so funny because I noticed I started laughing ahead of time because you see him go in with them. Yeah. Right after he yeah. says 
stay there. And I was sitting there. I was like, wait a minute. He, he's just going with him. So I already started laughing then. And then when it pays off again, it's even funnier. Yeah, because that, that is just complete attention to detail because so many movies would just forget about that character. Yep. Yep. And so and so when they go, Milton was still with us, they're they're basically saying what the audience is thinking. Because I was like, wait, why is yeah, why is Milton still here? <laughs> and you feel bad. It's like this poor guy was just hoping he just gets shot. And so the, when Polka Dot Man is all heartbroken over, you're like, oh, Polka Dot Man is actually right. Yeah, and the only comp- the comparison that I have for this is a movie that probably not many people listening to this have seen, but the uh, the Winnie the Pooh movie from 2011 is one of my favorite movies ever. And there's a part when they're trapped in this pit. Oh, yes. And at some point, I'm sitting there watching this for the first time, and I'm like, wait a minute. Owl is in this pit. (laughs) Owl can fly. Like, (laughs) and he's just in there. And then at one point, there's a scene when Piglet is the only one not in the pit. And they're like, you need to go get help. And he's all scared. And then Owl flies out of the pit. To give him a pep talk, sends him <laughs> on his way, and then flies back into the pit. <laughs> and then they're all sitting there with their mouths dropped open. <laughs> and he's like, what? And they're like, I can't believe how amazing that speech was. And they all just start applauding. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it, it's one of the funniest things ever. And again, it's funnier because I noticed it before the joke happened. Oh yeah, that's always best. And then when then when it happens, it's even funnier. And that that's oh, what yeah. happened with that Milton thing. That's a great scene. It's so funny. But uh, yeah, no, th- this movie, this movie's, this movie's great. And she has and, so much fun. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. It's not marred by any other BS that's in most movies right now. Yes. Like it's just a comic book movie. Yep. That's it. it, it, it. It understood the assignment perfectly. Yep. Yep. It's like it, it wasn't too meta, which it absolutely could have been. Like mm-hmm. I can imagine like Marvel doing this and just constantly wink, wink. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, this is this is crazy. Oh, this guy shoots polka dots. This whole thing is absurd. Like, uh, and, and it wasn't too dark. It was a perfect dark uh, comedy line that is very hard to it to is. tread. It is. And another thing, uh, one thing, I guess, going back to Polka Dot Man, I wanted to mention that I was a little disappointed in. They really kind of neutered that character. Like, Polka Dot Man is, uh, has a lot more powers than they used in this movie. Yeah, like, they could use them a lot. He can use the Polka Dots to teleport. He can use the Polka Dots, like, as platforms to fly. Like, there's a lot of things he can do Yeah, in the comics, at least, with that character that... They don't really do any of that, but it's like, eh, you don't really have time. So it's like, that's, that's fine. And just the fact that we are actually getting polka dot man in the movie is crazy enough. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, I would, I would say so. No, nobody, <laughs> if anyone told me they ever expect to see polka dot man in the movie, I would, they're lying. They're, like, they're, they're yeah, lying. You, like what would, what would Zack Snyder's version of polka dot man look like? It'd be black and white he would yep. have the the night owl goggles and some mm-hmm. freaking armor and he would shoot a gun that that is technically a polka dot but the bullets have polka dots painted on them and that's yeah. the only connection yeah probably yeah that sounds about right yep uh, yeah this this movie is a lot of fun yeah that's all it is again it doesn't need to be perfect it doesn't need to be freaking citizen kane i i, I don't mm-hmm. get what i i honestly don't get how people can be disappointed and i 
do not get how anyone could at all prefer the previous version or at this point still want to see whatever the air cut would look like. It's like, nope. we're good. We nope. got the Suicide Squad we wanted. Yep. We yeah. needed. I don't understand any of that. Yeah, none of that's needed. It's it's fantastic. Fantastic the way it is. And it was uh, filmed in Atlanta, so it makes it even better. Um, oh, was it? Yeah, uh, well, everything's filmed in Atlanta. But, yeah. Hmm. I, I thought it said, like, a Panama New well, Zealand at the end. Yeah, part of the... Yeah, part of it had... Um, part I'm sure part of the jungle scenes or something was filmed in Panama or maybe some of the Corto uh, okay. Maltese stuff. But no, the majority of this movie was filmed in Atlanta. Now, of course, that's surprising. Yep. How, you, didn't, you didn't see the big Georgia peach at the end of the credits. I guess I missed that somehow. Uh, <laughs> one of one of them, uh, a guy I used to work with, um, he, he works on movie sets now and he, he worked on the set of this movie as like, Oh, cool. An assistant or something. He was, he was on the set of this. So that, that, that was this- pretty cool. The sad part, too, is that I would love nothing more than just get another sequel where we just get another adventure with a whole new crop of of expendable villains. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, like we talked about earlier with the freaking box office, because this movie bombed. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Nope. At a budget of one hundred eighty four million as a, as of now is made like a little over 70 million, I think. Oh, God. Something like that. Um, yeah, they're 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 losing money big time on this. Yeah. And part of that's marketing. They didn't market this very well. Um, no, not, not a lot either. Yeah, not a lot and not well. Um, no. Because I was thrown off with how violent the movie was. Oh, I knew it was going to be because this I, is early James Gunn. I mean, violence. yes, and I, I got all that and I got it's rated. I like I got all that, but I still didn't quite expect it to be as <laughs> much as it was. And um, so that was that was a pleasant surprise. That was fun. Um, but uh, no, yeah, this this was super well done um let's see it's got a great rotten tomato score 91 percent critic score and 80 i'm surprised the audience score is 83 percent. actually i'm actually I, really surprised it's lower than the critic score yeah it's funny too i guess this you know once again disproves that whole uh oh, critics hate dc movies mm-hmm. it's like no they just hate the bad ones yep yep um and let's see, uh, on IMDb, it has a 7.5. Again, incredibly low. So yeah, I guess there's a lot of people point. that didn't like this movie. Uh, again, it's dumb weirdos who like the air version and want every comic book movie to be dark and serious and snidery. Has a 72 on Metacritic. Holy crap. Again, Metacritic is always low. Oh, I thought that was high for Metacritic. Oh, oh okay. Like for Metacritic, I thought low. that was high. Um, I mean, it still could be higher, but yeah, Metacritic yeah, yeah. Uh, is very low. It got a three-star rating from RogerEbert.com. Again, that's out of four, though. Um, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, so that's not too bad. And then it's got a three point seven or a three point eight on Letterboxd. Okay, um, that's not bad. Yeah, which is that's pretty good, especially for something like Letterboxd. But um, yeah, yeah, Letterboxd can be very hit or miss. Like yeah. we said, all the hipsters. Yeah, and uh, I don't really know what else to say about this movie. I I can't remember, especially after the last year of truly awful movies, because um, I was looking at my letterbox, and this is the first movie I've given four stars since, like, I think, like, Tenet. Wow. Uh, and that shouldn't ev- have been. <laughs> yeah, because everything has just been so, like, bland and mediocre. So to finally have a movie that, again, just didn't try and become this amazing, you know, redefine the genre type of thing. It just understood what it needed to be and did it perfectly and... God forbid you had fun while watching it. 
Like, what more do we need? Yeah, yeah, no, uh, that's that's a, that's a great point. Yeah, I'm trying to look on my things. Uh, I think the only one that I've given this high a rating to was uh, Bill and Ted. Sure, Bill and Ted from that. 2020 because I thought that movie was phenomenal. Yeah, and... I enjoyed it. I think I gave it like three and a half. Yeah, geez. Other than other than a couple documentaries like Val and then You Cannot Kill David Arquette, which I both were big ratings for me. Yeah, yeah it, it, you got to go back so. to like 2019 for yep. my last like four star and movie. Above. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pitiful. Yeah, it is. Especially the summer. Like too, even summer. even a movie. To be honest, I could probably change my Bad Boys for Life rating to four stars because that movie is really good. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it. Yeah, it's been it's. Again, it's been a down period to say the least. Yeah. So yeah, this was very it, refreshing. Is probably the best word to describe this movie. That's that's a perfect word. It is refreshing on like every level. Because yep. it's refreshing because it's it's straight out of a comic book. It's refreshing because it's different. It's refreshing yep. because it's James Gunn who knows how to write. Um, yep. The comedy is refreshing because it's not super forced. And it's not full of garbage uh, political agendas like 90% of movies are nowadays either. So, God, just, yeah, just not having that automatically gives you like a huge boost. It does. It really does. That's how sad things sad. are right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think that's about it. I don't know what else we that could really say. Covered it. Yeah. Yeah. No. So yeah, go watch Suicide Squad. Please. Excuse yeah. me. Excuse me. Go watch The oh. Suicide Squad. There you go. The, don't, don't watch Suicide Squad. Do not no, watch no human Squad. being should ever rewatch that movie. It's like, can we just pretend like it's Jared Leto's Joker and just act like it never happened? I think it's my least favorite DC movie. Period. Like, well, I, I mean, I'd I, rather I, I watch. Also... I'd rather watch Batman v Superman, obviously fast forwarding, than uh, than Suicide Squad. Oh, same. It's it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in a theater, and yeah. I'm not making that up. And yeah. I saw Dungeons and Dragons in theater. Um, <laughs> So it's like I'm not nice. being freaking dramatic, but like and also when it comes to the DCEU, this is easily the best one so far. Oh, it's not even close. Yes. No. Yes. Not even close. Um, what do you think about so Peacemaker died and then didn't die? Oh, and, yeah. And they're uh, doing uh, the HBO show. Do you have any interest in that HBO Max Peacemaker show at I all? Because I do. I, I'll I'll keep an open mind. I'll wait to see what it is. I mean, it's stupid that they brought him back because not sure. only did he get sh- shot in the jugular, but then the entire building came down. Oh, yeah. That's when... the other thing I want to talk about. Sorry. Before we're done. Oh. One other thing I did have a problem with with this movie. Sure. Uh, no characters are established as far as, like, if they have any powers or not. So, like, Peacemaker and Bloodsport. Uh, are they metahumans or not? Because they do a bunch of stuff that humans cannot do. A lot, like a lot, and I'm. Yeah, yeah. But it's never addressed in any no. way, shape, or form, and I'm very confused whether either of those characters has any superpowers or not. Yeah, that's a good point. Again, I mean, I don't need it, but yeah, they 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 definitely don't uh, mention it or try to explain it. Like Idris Elba falls down like twelve flights of floors. Oh yeah, that was kind of weird. And it's yeah. fine. Peacemaker obviously survives being shot in the throat. He like does several jumps that are not normal jumps where you're like, yeah. And he gets like hit with stuff and you're like, does he have superpowers or not? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they'll explain it in the show. Maybe, but that, 
so again, very, very minor things, but there, there's a couple things like that where I'm like, there's just a handful of things that could have been explained with like one or two lines that I think would yeah. have improved a couple things and just been a little bit less confusing. But at the same time, they're not really integral to the actual movie themselves itself. So it's, it's yeah, fine. They take you out of it. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. So, so it's fine. Um, okay. All right. So that does it. Now we're done talking about suicide squad. All right. So yeah, go watch the suicide squad. Um, yeah. And, uh, while you're at fun. it, go follow us on Twitter at uncaped review. And, uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Mark, Mark brand. You can follow me at Ian Park Park. So go do that as well. And, uh, yeah. Any, uh, final thoughts, Ian? Uh, no, uh, everyone's praising James Gunn for this movie as they absolutely should, but it's like, just because James Gunn is great for this and Guardians does not mean I want him doing like Superman or Batman. Let's, sure, let's sure, sure. Yeah, that that's straight. fair. That's fair. It's like, again, know your limits. And I think James Gunn perfectly knows what he's good at case in point with this movie. It's like, he does yeah. not need to be the new, uh, Warner Brothers, like, you know, ship captain for yeah. DC universe going for he'd be better than Snyder but and JJ Abrams anyone would be oh, oh god okay fine yeah all right fine I think that James Gunn all right fine you're, you're hired <laughs> those are my two choices god damn it yeah yeah we're we're we, we're going from Zack Snyder JJ Abrams what an improvement Woo. Oh, 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 oh god I know this might be this might be the 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 peak the highest peak that DCEU gets to it is I think it is. No, it is. Like, without question. 100%. It's all downhill. It is all downhill from here. Oh, man. Hopefully the Batman actually is released, and hopefully it's good. Can you believe the Batman was supposed to be out five months ago? Supposed to be out in March. It was supposed to be out in March of 2021. At this point, I'm glad it it isn't, because I hope when it does get released, there's actually somewhat of a normal, you know, film box office to get back to. Uh, yeah, probably not at this rate, Cause what, but because what was suck more than like the Batman being awesome makes no money. And then they're like, all right, we're moving on. To be honest, I wouldn't mind because then we'd at least have that movie. Like, I don't mind about this one because we at least got this movie. I, I know, but it's just frustrating when you like think about that. And the fact that Daredevil had three seasons and now we're on what season 18 of the Flash. It's at least season eight. At least they're using they're using lightsabers, Mark. I saw that. <laughs> that kind of makes me want to watch it. <laughs> I knew it would. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that Loser. sounds great. We could do uh, uh, we, we could totally do something where we just tear apart that that garbage. That sounds like fun. Like, it feels like it's fully jumped the shark to where it might actually be entertaining bad now. What we should do, we should just jump into a random episode and try to figure out what the hell is going on. Like That's halfway a great through the season. idea. That's an awesome. I'm down. I'm totally down to try that. I'll I'll do it. (laughs) Oh, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. So tune in for that episode where we just randomly watch an episode of The Flash and try and figure out what the hell is going on. That sounds like a lot of fun. Could be even more fun with like Legends of Tomorrow, an even more insane show. Oh, God. Yeah. I never even watched that one. (laughs) Yeah. I think I watched the first like three, four episodes of the very first season when it started. But uh, anyway, Um, that could be fun. Yeah, that, that's a good idea for a future podcast for sure. All right. Um, all right, so that does it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, next episode, I promise we will finally finish The Long Halloween. Yes. We will We will get that done for our next episode. But uh, had to do Suicide Squad now, of course. Um, all right, yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. It's the Uncaped Crusaders Review. I'm Mark. I'm Ian. Have a great week. Bye.